All right, so we're on again, and um, I'm not saying I'm going to be able to do these every day, but I'm going to try to make these every day, and uh, I make notes of these things because eventually we're going to make videos out of them, videos for the YouTube channel, our YouTube channel. We have two YouTube channels, and also for the website, also for the website. Okay, so let's get on. I, I got to keep these short. I make these things too long a little bit. And um, we're good, we're good, we're all live. And okay, so let's, this is on exousia again, the word exousia. Uh, Apostle David, nice to see you again, appreciate it. And um, so this is on exousia again, but now, I don't know, last night, mm, last night I got something from the Lord, I know I did, and that's the way it should be. Now we got to go back to, two verses that we touched on yesterday. There's two different references that we looked at in the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John. And let's go back to John 14, chapter 14, verse 12. This is very interesting. 14, verse 12. We already looked at this, but let's look at it again. 14, verse 12. Jesus said here, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, wow, if anyone, if anyone, anyone, anyone who's born again, anyone, this is not just, uh, this is, he's not talking about the, the great preachers that we have today, and they're not so great, but anyhow, we, some people think they're great. Uh, he says, if anyone, all right, that's you and me. He's talking to you and me. All right, the, the, the nobodies, all right, <laughs> according to some of these big preachers, we're nobodies, but that's not the way God sees things. If anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able, he or she will be able to see, uh, able to do the things or say the things that I do. Wow, that's huge. Raising the dead, casting out demons. Healing all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. That's what he was doing, going around doing good, right? Acts 10, 38. And he'll be able to do uh, greater, greater things than these because I go to the Father. Because I go to the Father. All right? that That's key right there. That is key. All right? That is, that's why well, it's a big key. All right? So I go to the Father. Keep that in mind. I go to the Father. So let's look at uh, John 20:17. We already looked at it. We got to look at it again. And then we'll move on to something else. I mean, in, in this context here, Jesus said to her, John 20:17. Jesus said to her, "Do not cling to me, do not hold me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Ascended to the Father, going to the Father, ascended to the Father." Very similar, right? Very synonymous. But go to my brethren, tell them I am ascending, ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Now, he's saying that as the second Adam, all right? He's not saying that as God. God is not going back to God, all right? All right, so ascending, ascending, I go to my Father. So, all right, so this is what I wrote here, all right? So we all know this. We all know this. We have the crucifixion, right? Death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, right? Crucifixion, death, burial, resurrection, 
and ascension. All right. Now he did all of that for us. He did all of it for us, not for him. <laughs> he didn't need to do that because he's God the word before he became flesh. All right. So he did all of that for us. When he was crucified, we were crucified. When he died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. When he rose, we rose. When he ascended, we ascended. Oh yeah, we ascended. We had to. We had to. Why? Why? What comes after the ascension? What comes after the ascension? Being seated. Being seated. Being seated at the right hand of God, right? And the word says that we've been seated with him at the right hand of God. All right? So that's where he brought me last night. That's where he brought me last night. So let's look at this a little bit about being seated. All right? Let's look at this. So let's go to Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians. The epistle of Ephesians. You got your Bibles with you? I hope so. Some of you, anyhow. Ephesians 1, all right, talks about Jesus here, uh, which he, God, exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead, all right, when he raised, God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, verse 21, far above all rule and authority, oh, authority, yeah, I told you, there's an authority here on this earth. The devil has an authority. He's got a rule on this earth. But God's authority and rule is, is greater. And power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. Now, he's talking about Jesus here. Paul is writing about Jesus. But we know we're raised with him. We know we're seated with him. So let's go over to Ephesians 2, just one chapter over. One chapter over. Let's go to Ephesians 2, 6. I remember when the Lord put all this together for me a few years ago. And he, God, raised us up together. See, that's a resurrection. With him. Who's him? Jesus. Right? And made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ, being our union with Christ. Right? That's the whole point. That's the whole point, all right? So what is this place of being seated at the right hand? What is the right hand? I've got a right hand, all right? You know, we hear this, he's my right hand man, you know? We're at the right hand of God right now. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in this chair, and some, most of you are probably sitting down somewhere, all right? So that's, that's in the natural here. But we're seated. We're seated at the right hand of God right now. Right this moment, we are seated with him. All right? In the heavenly play at the right hand of God. So what is this right hand? What is this right hand? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's a place of exousia. It's a place of authority. It's a place of power. It's a place of dominion. It's a place of rulership. Yeah, it is. It is. All right? And it's a place of majesty. It's a place of majesty. It's a place of greatness. Wow. We're seated at, at the right hand of God, all right, in Christ. We just read it, all right? We just read it. I didn't make this up. It's called good news, all right? 
This is where we get the authority from. All right? So let's look at this place of majesty where we're seated with Christ, with Christ, in Christ. Let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews. The epistle to the Hebrews. Hebrews 8, 8, 1. Hebrews 8, 1. All right. So here it says, now the main point of what we have to say is this. We have such a high priest, Jesus, one who is seated at the right hand of the majest, of the majestic God in heaven. All right. Okay. So there's no reference to us there. Like there's no reference to us in Ephesians 1, right? But there's reference to us in Ephesians 2. So we're raised with him and we're seated with him. So when he's talking about here being seated at the right hand of majesty, which is a place of greatness, if, if you look it up, um, if I look it up, I had it here. Do I got it still here? Yeah. So this word of, this word majesty, it's Strong's number 3172. It's got the word mega in it. It's got the word mega in it. All right. Uh, I won't even try to, to, to pronounce this Greek word, but it actually means divine majesty of God himself, but it's a place of greatness, but it's a place of authority. It's a place of dominion. It's a place of power. It's a place of rulership. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be ruling with Christ on this earth, right? But he's got to do that through us, his body. All right? So this is what this whole teaching is all about. Sons of God, right? The sons of God, right? That's what it is. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Well, he wants to do that through us by the Spirit because the Spirit was sent to represent Jesus. He was sent. That's what he said. I'm going to send a comforter to, in my name, in my place, to take my place when he goes back to the Father. Somebody has to represent Jesus here on this earth as a second Adam. All right. And the Holy Spirit was sent to do that, but he does that in us and through us. All right. That's why he said, you know, you're going to do these same things that I did. Wow. Well, I don't see a whole lot of that right now, but that's going to change. And he says, you're going to do greater things, greater, greater. All right. Because I go back to the father. Yeah. Because when I go back to the father, I'm taking you with me. I'm taking you with me. All right. Because that's where we belong. Ultimately, that's where we belong. That's where we belong back in the garden before the fall. That's where we belong. All right. So I got to keep this short. I got to keep these short and because uh, I got so much to do during the day and I make some no I make the notes and all that. So once again, I'm done my notes for today and tomorrow I have no idea where I'm going, but I'll find out later on and uh, hopefully we'll be back tomorrow again. And I appreciate everything that you guys are doing, watching and encouraging me. And I'd still do it anyhow, even if you didn't, but anyhow. Uh, so I encourage you to learn on how to walk, how to walk in this grace, this great, the fullness of this grace. This is all about grace. It really is. This is all about grace and the faith of God, because we have to believe what grace has done so that we can access this grace. We have to believe it. We've got to become fully persuaded of it. We've got to renew our minds to all these different things so that we can actually walk in it, all right. Not just talk about it, not just preach on it. That's fine. That's it's it's a, it's a place to start. But we actually, God wants to walk. You know, He wants us to walk in this on this earth. All right. So thank you, 
and shalom and amen.